When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that believes when God closes a mouth. He opens a butthole. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Suck on that, Pence. <laughs> no suck it. Yeah, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, we're going to talk about cars. Yeah. Oh, you're so excited. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I have some things I, I guess I'll say, but I just... I we, I don't feel like we've done like a super straight topic that we don't well that at least I don't care about in a while. Yep, it's been a while. But so we did this to ourselves. I know, I know. I like <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I would complain about it, but Yeah. Um, but first? But first, Patreon. Oh yeah. We've got a lot of new Patreon folks. So thank you everyone. Um thank you to Reed Long. Money, 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 money. <laughs> how how long, Reed? Yeah, um, exactly. That yeah. was the name of a guy I knew in college. Reed Long? Yeah. I wonder if it's him. Reed, did Reed? you go to college with Kyle? <laughs> Were you long then? <laughs> um also uh jo- Johari. I wonder if he would love you long time. Okay. Um <laughs> jo- Johari Canty. Johari Canty? Yeah. I can't even make a joke about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it should be Joe Hardy to make a joke about that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. We're not, maybe not on our game right now. Uh, and David Curtis. David Curtis. Two S's. So I really wanted to lock in that second S. Oh, maybe he speaks parcel tongue. <laughs> David Curtis. My precious. <laughs> That's not parcel time. I know I was doing a different nerd reference Mike. Fine. <laughs> okay thank you to all of our Patreon members. We appreciate you. Yeah we love you. Yeah. And your money. And most of your money. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're almost to the point that we said that it was going to be uh, at $600 a month is when we thought that we could probably uh, afford to start on Shakespeare and we're, we're tantalizingly close to that mm-hmm. and I really appreciate it. It makes me excited about the project and and like I think that's moving forward. Yeah. And I'm really excited. We, you've been working on it. So, you know, we haven't started actually producing it, but I'm really excited about the script that I've read. And it's really, it's a really cool, the, we've probably talked about it, but Mike is adapting Romeo and Juliet to be two men or boys. They're super young. They're uh, boys, yeah. uh, Romeo and Julianne. So mm-hmm. changing one of the characters out and what would this play look like if it was two dudes? Yep. So it, it's been really interesting and I don't even care about Shakespeare. So, right. <laughs> It's super boring. <laughs> but it, yeah, no, it's been interesting. Uh, before we go into the news, I wanted to talk about some feedback that I got about okay. using the word heteronormative to describe oh. the Buttigieg family. Yeah. And I just wanted to, I guess, clarify. Like, okay. you're, you were right to point out that that's a problematic word. <laughs> I I'm, I, I think that that's, that's fair. And... Um, all my point is, is that they are incentivized to be as straight with big old quotes around it as possible so that he remains palatable as a candidate. And that is heteronormativity. Like the the textbook definition of heteronormativity. I'm going to read that real quick because I read it earlier and that's why I wanted to have this talk. <laughs> um, heteronormative is denoting or relating to a worldview that promotes heterosexuality as the normal or preferred sexual orientation. 
And so th the idea that they need to be as not gay as possible to maintain viability, that's heteronormativity in action. Yeah, I... Uh, I still don't think going on the campaign trail with your husband is at all heteronormative. So I still don't agree with that necessarily. I do think they are trying to reiterate while still being gay and they don't, they're not, he's not, not talking about, he's talking about that a lot, but he is trying to reinforce a lot of staple American ideals like religion, like military service. They're both white. They're both cis. Like, so there is a lot. I just, I don't like the word heteronormative to describe it, but I can see like trying to still be a cookie cutter or traditional uh, couple is what they're trying to present themselves as. And in, in this context, in the political arena, I, I think that means straight. When people Most talk about are. traditional families and family yeah. values, like they mean straight. Yeah, but I mean, he's not, they're not a straight couple. So like they're not being heteronormative. The the, the thing that I, I really want to clarify though is I'm not saying that gay married people have an obligation to be extra super outwardly visibly mm. gay. I mm -hmm. don't, I, I don't, I don't want that to be, I don't want to, I don't want my comments to be misconstrued as judging a quote unquote boring yeah. marriage like yeah. trevor and i our marriage was super boring right like we we were married and we discussed changing our name and like we had a dog and we were monogamous and like there were so many outwardly boring things about yeah. our our marriage and it was awesome yeah right like yeah. i don't i don't i don't know I, there was a, a few people wrote in but one one in particular that wrote in that was like you know my marriage is boring and and don't don't shit on that please mm. and mm. yeah I'm not trying to i mean i mean specifically pete Buttigieg in the political sphere yeah mm. yeah no i, I think I, I while i understand what you're saying i feel like there's a different word that might apply that i could get down with but let's work on finding that. let's find it together mike <laughs> let's go on a word journey <laughs> i guess that's just a dictionary um i want to say something too before we start okay um and it's about so we just recently I had to kick someone out of our Facebook oh, group yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Are you cool? Can I, um, can I talk about this? I don't see you are okay. already. I am like, currently <laughs> doing it. Great. Um, and so someone uh, made this, I think, really great post about that basically said, like, don't hate on feminine gays, like uh, which they get a lot of hate even within the gay community. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, someone replied with exactly the the point of this hating on feminine gays stereotyping them and anyway but not to go into that but what that um what that reminded me is one of my fears in doing this we want to talk about we don't fit the stereotypes we don't have all the same interests like other podcasts there's so many rupaul's drag race podcasts and i don't watch that or i don't relate to that but my fear is that someone would misconstrue that as disliking that and it's and that's very much not what i want to do people that are more masculine presenting need to also watch out for the femme gays and the the trans women all the people that like are the one the reasons we have rights like they're the ones that do that so it's not like i don't i want our podcast to be there are lots of different things within the gay spectrum and everything is cool okay sure Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. It makes sense to me. Okay. So I, I would never want someone to interpret our discussion about like 
you know, what we like and are interested in as like disliking other types of gay people. Cause the entire point is you can be literally any gay you want and you're totally fine that way. Gay just means banging the same gender. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. anything beyond that is horse shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, news. You want to talk about the news? Yeah. Okay. I've got some news. I feel like I wanted to be really thoughtful and articulate, but I don't feel like I was just now. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't shit on anybody ever. Yeah. Especially not in our Facebook group, you fuckers. Yeah, yeah. I will also say for our Facebook group to have 876 members as of this taping, to have one bad apple is a pretty fucking mm. great percentage. Yeah. Right? And like, I'll, yeah, totally. And I'll also say, like, we will, we're cool. Th- Mike and I, like, we have to work through our, you know, we have all these, this internalized homophobia. And, you know, I've definitely in the past had judgments about, feminine presenting men or lisp or all these things that I'm working through. So open discussion about things is totally fine. And that's what we're here for. And we want everyone to be able to work through their issues. But if you straight up demonize or attack like that, like you're not, there's not going to be a warning pop, like you're out. So, and I missed that whole conversation completely. The, the, like you had taken care of it before I even got out of bed that day. Yeah. And uh, good job, by the way. I know that that kind of thing bothers you. Oh my God. Yeah. I will be thinking about this for weeks, even though I know I'm right. But like, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. News, news, news. <laughs> Great. Okay. So let's talk about Mario Lopez. Oh yeah. What do you know about what's going down? One, he had that sexy scene in Nip Tuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was like 15 years ago. That's all I can think about <laughs> most nights. Um, yeah, didn't he say something about trans people that was really terrible? Yeah, so the thing that is missing from this story so far when I've heard about it is that he made these comments on a ridiculously conservative person's mm. radio show. Like, he's already sleeping with the enemy, much less than saying ridiculous shit. Like, should have known better if he had any any sense of, like, political sensitivity or sensibilities whatsoever. He went on the Candace Owens show, and that cunt is not <laughs> good people at all. So, uh, she is a conservative conspiracy theorist, Fox News commentator... That goes hand in hand. And decided to talk about Charlize Theron's seven-year-old child, Jackson, who identifies as trans. And she said, quote, I've had children say they were mermaids. I have chil- I've had children say they could fly. Uh, I'm trying to understand this new Hollywood mentality where they just think their children now have the mental authority. Mario Lopez responded by saying he was, quote, trying to understand it myself. Um, and and added that he didn't want Candace to consider him part of that whole group of celebrities, whatever the fuck that means. He said, quote, look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously, and I think if you come from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. At the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you think you're a boy or a girl or whatever the case might be, I think it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination then. When you're a kid, you don't know anything about sexuality, yet you're just a kid. And... So then that, well, yeah. Had you heard all of that? No, I hadn't heard that full thing Mm. or especially the context that it was presented in. And also it's like always funny is like at the very beginning, like you should love your kids unconditionally. And that's the the most important thing. Also, let me say this next part, you know, it's like, well, it didn't just stop there. It kept going. Yep. Yep. And also, no, I don't feel like anyone is like, oh, you now identify as a girl, girl. We're calling it right here. Three years old. Like, I don't feel like I've yeah. seen anyone want to do that. Like no one, they're, they're like, 
they don't understand. So they invent these scenarios that aren't actually real yeah. as arguments against it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. So we owe this topic a great deal more time than we're going to be giving it right this second. And where I struggle is when medical intervention is acceptable or warranted. Mm. Like a three-year-old that looks male to me that says that they are a girl. Great. Female pronouns. Mm -hmm. What's, what's your name? Mm -hmm. Like totally down with that. Play with whatever fucking dolls or fire truck, <laughs> like whatever you want to play with, play with that. That's yeah. awesome. But it's a little bit reductio ad absurdum. And I don't think that we should be like putting penises on or removing them and replacing them with vaginas at well, the age of three. I, yeah. Again, I don't think anyone's doing that. I think the big, like the, the most important thing comes up when you have the opportunity to block or redirect puberty from happening because that's gonna like that can be a very stressful this is listen to the podcast how to be a girl it's about a mom growing up with a trans daughter and had to learn all this shit for herself um but puberty is a potentially very traumatic experience for a trans person it sucks if for they, cis people yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, cis lives matter um <laughs> but I think what we need to admit right now is we don't know. Like, we don't know what's... Is it... Like, I, I get the, like, concern about medical intervention. I have concerns about not medically intervening. Like, sure. so we don't really know and we need to get... And actually, they talk about on the podcast, How to Be a Girl, about they are just starting some of this research that will then help us figure out how to handle trans youth mm -hmm. at a very young age. But we just don't know right now what's best. Yeah. We will we will come back to this, I promise. Okay. Um, so Karamo Brown from Queer Eye called Mario Lopez to task for confusing oh. gender identity and sexuality because oh. part of Mario's diatribe there was about not under not knowing your sexuality, mm -hmm. and that's mm. that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about gender identity. Oh right, right, right. Um, which I thought was was uh, a point well taken from a from somebody who has a platform and is using it. Yeah, that's right? awesome. Um. And then just where was Anthony just like modeling in Calvin Klein's but behind the scenes or something? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I hate him so much. <laughs> but he's so hot. Um, and then Mario, um, I don't know. He, he's on an apology tour. Quote, the comments I made were ignorant and insensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. Uh, I have been and always will be an ardent supporter of the LGBTQ community, and I am going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I will be more informed and thoughtful. That's a good apology. I mean, that's the best you can do. Now you have to see if he actually lives by it. But I don't know. I, it's weird. You said, I have always been a supporter of the, like, no, you literally are apologizing because you weren't. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, next. Yeah. Great. Um, so, Scotland. I'm going to talk. Wait, do we know you got yelled at once for if they're part of the UK or not? What's What was the thing? Did I? Or I, no, I I'm thinking listening. of Ireland. Right. Northern Ireland is part of the UK. You just. The Republic of Ireland is not. Yeah. It's in the EU, though. Yeah. Okay. Scotland is Scotland. solidly part of the UK. Great. Okay. We know that. Cool. Unambiguously. I, I totally knew that, too. Despite many, many attempts to not be. <laughs> <laughs> historically yeah got it um so yeah so scotland though the national records of scotland had proposed to add a third option to their census that would have included non-binary trans people's identities in the census for the first time well that's awesome 
Except oh, okay. they're not <laughs> then gonna, you just shook your head and and implied they're not going to do it. They quietly oh. announced last week that they're going to U-turn on those plans and that there will be only male or female options when mm. asking for the sex of respondents. Why the turn? Why the change in decision? Change of heart? Change of mind? Well, so conservative politic bullshit. I mean, that's kind, of, that's kind of the obvious answer that I was just waiting for confirmation. Yep. Um, the NRS, the National Records of Scotland, posted a statement on the 7th of August that said, after careful consideration, we will continue with a binary sex question in Scotland's 2021 mm. census. Um, and so James Morton, who is of the Scottish Trans Alliance, told The Guardian, quote, in an ideal world, we would have loved to see the addition of an answer option for non-binary trans people. However, the key issue is protecting the existing rights of trans women and trans men to answer the census with the self-identified sex in which they live. When combined with the additional voluntary trans status question, the self-ID sex question gives the best quality data and for the first time will enable census data comparisons between trans, men, trans women, trans men, and other women and men. Um, Scott, so they do have some trans questions that they're keeping in. So, well, yeah. So, but it's it's a binary: are you male or female? Mm. And a binary: are you trans or cis? Mm. And so the the which I guess that's a compromise position, right? Like you could. Yeah. The, I mean, it, the, it, the issue is like male, female, or something else. Yeah. It, the something else is no longer an option, yeah. and it was going to be. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like you have to be both happy at progress <laughs> because having questions about transness is definitely progress and also push harder like we're not far enough so yep 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 anywho yeah scotland scotland <laughs> get it together <laughs> uh moving on yep. last but not least the governor of illinois has signed a bill that mandates public schools in Illinois teach LGBTQ history. Yeah, that's awesome. So starting next year, Illinois public schools will be required by law to include queer shit in their curriculums. Mm. Um, so the measure stipulates that students must study, quote, the roles and contributions of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people in the history of this country and this state. Uh, the bill also includes similar mandates for African-American history and that of various other groups, including Polish, Irish, Italian, Hispanic, and Asian Americans. And hopefully Native Americans are I mean, I'm taught. Do they have those in Illinois? <laughs> 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 They're, um, the University of Illinois actually famously has their mascot is the Illini, the fighting Illini. Mm -hmm. And their, their, their mascot is like a chief. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, um, like just fucking change it yeah. stop no nope. stop no stop stop it <laughs> but, and as always conservatives have more money and are pissed about shit like that so they threaten to not pay the school yeah. anymore yeah, and then yeah. like they they trot this headdress wearing chieftain mm. out like once a game just yeah. to appease the people and then they largely roll like, <laughs> like okay get, get yeah exactly exactly put it back hi we don't like you. <laughs> um yeah anyway so i'm i'm pretty excited that like cool. Um, I, I hope it, it catches on. To my knowledge, we don't do that in Washington, hmm. um, which I would have thought the left coast would be more inclusive yeah. like that. But yeah. every little bit counts. Every little bit is awesome. Yeah, like Washington is required to teach like the values of veganism. So, so <laughs> you would think LGBT would be in that. <laughs> um, well, that's it. That's the news. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about hey, cars? Oh, hey, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks. Next. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cars. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about cars. Um, cannot. Should I start? Uh, if you, if you want, you you started with can I, which makes me think that you somewhere in there you want to. Mother, may I? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's daddy to you. Dad, daddy, may I? Mm. <laughs> uh, it's getting sexy. Um, okay. I just mostly wanted to do those kinds of things more often because uh, the Discord group. Uh, apparently they get spontaneous boners when we do sexy talk. Oh, so. oh. Well, I don't think I have good sexy talk. I feel like anytime I've tried to do sexy talk, it turned out like a cat <laughs> farted or something. Like, I don't think, I think yours is much better. You said before we started that you have a hungover voice, which makes it deep and sensual. Yep. Whenever I'm hungover, it's Barry White comes out of my face. Yeah, which yeah. you should, I mean, that would be great if, like, no, f- to podcast, I need to get super drunk tonight because tomorrow I need to have sexy voice. Yeah. More beer. I'm recording tomorrow. I, I need this. Um, coming soon, our episode about alcoholics and being sober. Spell coming. <laughs> you know. Have I talked about hangover hornies before? <laughs> this, is that your name of your car? No. So, um, no. I, like, it's a thing. When I'm hungover, I am more horny, and it makes me wonder what that's about. Part of my that's thinking... That's opposite of what it should be. Think so? Yeah. When I'm hungover, I'm like, no one talk to me, no one touch <laughs> me unless you're a McDonald's sandwich. Like... Uh, well, it's enough, enough, it's enough of a phenomenon that my Aunt Gail, my mom's sister coined the term and i don't know if she heard it from somewhere else or if it's her invention but hangover hornies is a thing wait why i mean i don't know why i ask how did this come up <laughs> like why would your family be talking about how horny you all are in the morning this is I don't you're know. answering your own question i don't know i know <laughs> you've I met just, my mother <laughs> i know i don't it's just so uh, your family will never cease to amaze me hey all nor my family I. that's listening okay or nor me nor me nor me um, okay, I'm gonna talk about cars. Can't kind of. <laughs> we'll, it'll it'll we'll get there. I'm gonna okay. talk about gay jobs. Gay job hand jobs. Yeah, it's the least exciting gay jobs. I just mean careers. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start with nursing. Uh, I'll, I'll shut up now. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm nope. in a mood. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna start by reading a question on yahoo opinions um (laughs) because it was equally as dumb someone posted odd question are there gay car mechanics my friend said no what do you think well i mean i know multiple lesbian mechanics they're gay so yes um so i mean obviously a stupid and uh there's that um What's what's that called? There is a movie that has Court Overstreet in it. He's the only person that's famous, except for the one guy that has all of the abs, who is also famous, but less famous than Trouty Mouth from Glee. <laughs> and he's a mechanic. The main character is gay and a mechanic, and his friends don't know he's gay. So he comes out to them, and it's all about like how they assimilate his gayness into their social group. And then uh, I actually really like that movie a lot. What's it called? Um, Dan. Uh, something Man Out. Last Man last man out um see it it's good he's a mechanic the, the main character is a gay mechanic in that the tv show looking i think the guy that um hottie mcjacked uh dates is a mechanic and then he t- turned hair cutter i don't remember anyway okay so in response to this question are there gay mechanics the best answer like everyone was like you're stupid yes there are gay mechanics <laughs> blah blah, blah. <laughs> um and 
<laughs> this one answer said, my colleague told me about one of his clients who was a supervisor in a mechanic shop and he started using gay lingo. He was gay. Started using the gay lingo around the very straight mechanics. Lingo like, girlfriend, what are you doing? And the straight mechanics were so dumb they just started using the gay slang themselves without ever knowing it was gay speak. <laughs> That's awesome. Which I love that idea of straight people that just don't, clueless straight people yeah. is a, just yeah. a joy that you get to experience when you're gay. Yeah, and like, like if you went if you went home to Houston and, and your dad was like, girl, girl, I know. Like, you'd just be like, what? Um, yeah. So there are a lot of great uh, responses and everyone was like, you're, you're an idiot. But OK, let's talk about gay jobs. Um, so there was a study. No. Yep. <laughs> um, called Concealable Stigma and Occupational Segregation Toward a Theory of Gay and Lesbian Occupations. Uh, published in the Administrative Science Quarterly, the saddest of magazines, uh, uh, in 2015. Administrative Science. Administrative Science. Boo. I know, that's so <laughs> stupid. Um, but now let me talk about this interesting study. So they did this research into, like, there are, you mentioned, you threw out, what did you throw out? Nursing. Like, Nursing. you threw out jobs that, like, are stereotypically gay professions and they kind of confirm that there are actual like that that's actually true the stereotypes are true mm -hmm. um so this research is by michael antoby carly knight and andras tick nope you're doing so good <laughs> i was <laughs> tilsick probably there's an extra c in there anyway I mean, um, none of them listen it's fine you, <laughs> you don't know that michael antoby let me know um so there uh, theory was that gay people tend to go into jobs that are one of two things task independent like you you don't have to interact with coworkers as much because then you kind of get to like it's like all in, in response to being gay like you don't have to deal with that shit from other people you just kind of do your job sure yeah um, or the other is social perceptiveness because growing up gay you had to you know probably hide and read other people's lang body language and understand are, are they safe or not and like all so all the stuff that we have better social perceptiveness yeah um, and they kind of confirm they what they have said is they confirm that those are the types of jobs that gay people seek out yeah um so it reminds me um when my grandfather was dying in, in the hospital oh, he flipped out because he had a black nurse <sighs> and um and then like complained and of course, she shouldn't have to deal with that shit, no. right? But so there was the next time that I visited the very next day, I don't know if they had done something or if it was just like shift change or whatever, but then like the nurse that he was getting along with, I was like, that boy gay. <laughs> like I didn't tell him that, but yeah. I, I was like, if you only knew. If, <laughs> that boy gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he? Now he's dead. Did he make it? Oh, no. Okay, nope. <laughs> Um, so the highest overall highest percentage of gay, both men and women, um, uh, jobs are in order, psychologists, training and development managers, okay. social and community service managers, technical writers, and occupational therapists. Um, all of which have some level of either task independence or social perceptiveness or both. But th they even dig deeper. Mm. Um, how deep? <laughs> only a little bit deeper. They only got up into the first chamber. Yeah. Um, that's a butt joke. Okay. Uh, so for professions in which females are the majority, mm -hmm. 
what had the highest proportion of lesbians and then which had the highest proportion of gays. So for female majority professions, the, the, um, the ones that had the highest proportion of lesbians is psychologists. Okay. I didn't want to thought that probation officer and correctional treatment specialist, oh, which God. that feels very stereotypical of like yes. the lesbian, you know, correctional officer. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that was on origins of the new black. Yeah. Um, and training and development specialists and managers. I don't know wh- why lesbians love that, but whatever. Cause um, they're all like aunt Lydia on the handmaid's tale they're out there. Like, which one is that? She's the one that beats all of them until they <laughs> learn how to do their job. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah oh i know who you're talking about yeah yeah okay so in the female dominated professions the highest proportion of gay men can you guess the first nursing one? uh that's third the okay. first one is this is gonna be so what's another like gay dudes hairstylist <gasps> that's the second one. Oh, oh my god well. it's <laughs> on the board <laughs> florist florist oh no oh Man, you were so excited. <laughs> you must be very disappointed that you were very wrong because you seemed. Um, we got answer number one still on the board. Um, show me. <laughs> show me. Fashion designer. Ah, shit. No, oh. yeah, I thought you're a uh, flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That boy gay. Yep. <laughs> that was the, um, Steve Harvey, fuck off. He's really homophobic. Um, oh. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he has terrible teeth. So does he? Yeah, but he's in TV. Doesn't don't they all get that shit fixed? Mm. Okay. Um. So now the other one, and mm-hmm. I promise we're getting to cars. Sure. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. male majority occupations. Sure. Um. So the highest proportion of gay men tends to be actors. Oh yeah. Okay. Since news analysts, reporters, and correspondents. Yeah. And artists and related workers. I don't know what related workers to artists. Artists. This is that's just such scientist bullshit to be like all artists are the same one category. <laughs> I, I don't know what. Yeah, but I mean, uh, so all the gay shit was like creative shit or actors or like you know that which made sense. Okay, now for male majority occupations, mm-hmm. here are the highest proportion of lesbians. Number one, loggers. <laughs> that's only gay men. <laughs> Could so, it be auto mechanic. <gasps> It's bus and truck mechanics and diesel engine specialists. Wow. Okay. I remembered the topic was cars suddenly, yep. Yep. even though we haven't talked about hey, that Hey, hey, we got there eventually. <laughs> I don't care about cars, so I had to find something I cared about. But lesbians do tend to be, and this is the point, and it relates to cars. Thank you. Um, bus and truck mechanics. Interesting. I don't know what a diesel engine specialist is. Thank you. Don't say they specialize in diesel <laughs> engines. I will kill you. Um, next they require specialization because they're way different than gasoline engines. Oh, okay. Um, thanks. Uh, second, elevator installers and repairers. Lesbians love elevators. <laughs> they work that shaft. <laughs> they press that those buttons. <laughs> so right. Um, work that shaft. You don't... <laughs> elevator shaft? Le- yeah, but they're lesbians. I know. <laughs> They love fixing big holes. <laughs> um, and then heating AC and refrigeration mechanics and installers. So mm-hmm. it's all like <laughs> really specific Stop being fixing stereotypes. things. Stop being so, but yeah, so some of those stereotypes are true or a lot of them because we heard a lot of stereotypical jobs that are actually true. Um, I always feel weird inside when data backs up stereotypes. I know. Well, I mean, I think that's the point of like, we don't want to shy away from, we want to like be able to talk about like 
stereotypes come from somewhere and some of them are true and based on data. So that's like what you shouldn't, again, like just trying to now be very clear about what you should and shouldn't take away from this. Like that is not to say all male flight attendants are gay, even though I might want them to be, that's not true. And that doesn't mean that, and we need to figure out like what's going on. Why are those the professions that we are tend to be drawn to? And you know, how, how can we make it more open to, you know, not just gay people working in all kinds of professions, but also women, you know, entering into male dominated. And I mean, this, I think the assumption is actually always, if men work in a female dominated profession, they are definitely gay. Like, Mm-hmm. any male teacher who's not a coach mm-hmm. is like you're mm-hmm. you must mm-hmm. be gay and it's mm-hmm. like what if some dude just is good at teaching yeah. you know so yeah. yeah so it's it is i think the the hard part is we don't want to take just because data backs it up does don't want to take that to the an illogical next step of yeah. that means it's always the case yeah there's this natural tendency to conflate trends with absolutes exactly right? exactly yeah wow that sounded really smart thank you yeah <laughs> Is that like a saying people have, or did you just say that? I just used words to communicate wow. an idea I was having. Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, do podcasts in general need a tagline? Because <laughs> we just, Apple Podcasts, sometimes words communicate thoughts. Okay. <laughs> what do you have? Um, so I wanted to talk about just... I used words to communicate. <laughs> I was thinking, you're such an asshole. <laughs> okay, sorry. Speaking of assholes, no. You got to poop? No. Oh. <laughs> I have to pee. Mm. I mean, do you want me to start talking? Yeah, yeah, gone? I don't need to be here. <laughs> Ta-da. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about, on both sides of my family, all of the men talk about cars. Mm. And I don't. Well, first, let's start with that. Let's let's start. With, are, is your brother or your dad are they into cars at all? Um, I was well, yeah. Uh, my dad knows like into cars. No, he knows about cars, and this is actually my brother. Not really. Um, again, he, I think he knows some things about cars, but like not too like crazy into him. Um, I remember growing up, my dad wanted to teach me how to like I even forget what he was teaching me but like it was very much like the stereotypical father-son moment of he was like let's teach you how to like change the oil tank or what I don't know whatever we had to do (laughs) (laughs) or like it might have been like replace the windshield wiper fluid or something and I was just like I think I was in call I don't know I was just in that phase where like I was so annoyed with him and I didn't want to learn it. And I was just a bitch the entire time and I didn't learn anything. Yeah. And like, and then of course, like as an, now as an adult, I actually know how to, I can change a tire. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one fact I know about cars that makes me sound real smart is if someone's battery dies and then I'm like, okay, but, and they're like, but that's weird. It's brand new. And I'm like, it might be your alternator <laughs> because your alternator, if your alternator is bad, then even if you change out the battery, it's going to drain it really fast. So you might have to get your alternator checked only because that happened to my car once. So now it's one thing that I know. So yep. I, I like sound really carsy. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. I just remembered. What? I had to, I was in Santa Fe with my uh, friends from college mm-hmm. and there was this woman that was having some kind of mental issue. She was stopped in the middle of the street and in a car, in her car. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. And 
so we were like, she has dementia or something is happening. So we got out to help her. And I had to, she was like, something's wrong with my car. I can't get it to move. She was in park. Like she didn't like, mm. clear, you know, this was not. And I had to, to get her to like, I had to get, gain her trust. I had to talk to her, whatever. And like part of my, like to get her to trust me, I was like, Oh, that's so crazy that, you know, I'm kind of playing along. I was like, that's so crazy. Your car's messed up. That happens to me all the time. But hey, guess what? Like, I'm really good at cars. I just need to, if I can get in and drive it with you, then I can listen to it and I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Like, I was just trying to get her to let me drive the car and take her home. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) my friends are there listening to this. And when I say I'm really good at car, you know, they just like laugh. Because that's a sentence people always say. I say that to so many people. (laughs) I'm really good at cars. I'm so good at cars. (laughs) I just need to drive your car a little bit and I'll be able to tell what's wrong with it. And like, and actually, I did end up like getting her trust, and then the police came and everything. Was, was there anything wrong with it? No, no. It, just, it just needed to be in drive, and you needed to start the engine. Like yeah. those, those two things. So yeah. yeah, no, she was just having some issues. Anyway, that was not what she. I just remember that, but that's not what you asked. Well, I think that, so. There's the the father son bonding thing yeah. tends to be in like two categories that I've I've observed. the The first is car identification, like <laughs> all of these like. Oh, that's a 57 Chevy. I don't oh, understand how people know that. That's a 74 Pinto. Yeah. Like, and and uh, I I did not get that gene. Like, <laughs> I just, it won't go in there. I don't notice the differences or they don't register or I, I more likely I just don't fucking care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I always feel left out. Mm-hmm. Like I would even find myself asking my dad or my grandpa like what kind of car is that? Hmm. Just so like I knew that they were interested and would hmm. be able to identify it. That's uh, yeah. Like when you're not, when you don't understand something or you're not part of it, you don't want to take the risk of saying something stupid or wrong. So asking questions, and that's like kind of how I get over a lot of my social anxiety is like if I ask a question, then I'm getting you to talk about this thing, and I don't really have to do much of the work. I just listen, which I can do that pretty easily. So yeah, that's like, like a way of fitting in with the group, and you're kind of talking about it, but yep. letting them seem like the expert and. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Did your dad teach you car shit? Well, the, the other category. So there's the identification mm-hmm. side, and then there's the like how to work on them side. Yeah, like how yeah, do yeah. cars work? Yeah, that part I'm pretty good at. Like my really? my my dad and I used to change the oil together, and I mean I I also I remember being really young and helping my dad quote unquote <laughs> helping my dad, but that was really stand there and like listen to him cuss <laughs> as he tried to fix things, right? But um. What's like the most recent thing you've fixed on your car? The most recent thing I fixed. I changed the fuses. I don't even know what that means. So, um, I don't know that I want to know. Yeah, you can tell me. This is an episode about cars. Fine. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have fuses just like you do in your house. Like you have a breaker box somewhere in your house. And like if, if uh, you blow a breaker, blow a fuse, it's because there's some, electrical danger there most likely right like there's a short or there's a surge of some kind and so if you're fuses like surge protectors a little bit like the the surge protector part of a surge protector can can pop because there's too much Mm -hmm. and uh, that's what fuses the fuses point is to protect it from that stuff yes oh yeah, so the the fuse is basically there to say, there's way too much electricity going through here right now, stop it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then it, it heats up and melts and severs the connection. So mm-hmm. the electricity has to go through there. 
and anyway huh. so um yeah i had uh, a couple of things in the jeep stopped working and it's because the the fuse had blown and i'm hoping what uh, no i'm just imagining <laughs> it's so funny because i like <laughs> if something doesn't work in my i don't have a car anymore but when i had a car if something doesn't work i <laughs> I know how to pop the hood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I do that. I'm like, okay, here's the first step that I know how to do. I know how to pop the hood. I have the little thing that I can prop it open with. And then I look and then I'm like, why the fuck did I do this? What am I looking at? Like, I don't know. Yep. This looks very engine-y. Like, I don't know. what. So I'm just picturing like you can open it up and be like, I have identified the fuse and I also identify that there's a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, there are fuses under the hood. Most of the fuses for accessories are inside the vehicle, oh, like shit. down by your left knee. Okay, but that's less... That's, <laughs> what? Dan, I was waiting for you to explain oh, that to <laughs> Great. <laughs> Could you please keep it down? That's so unprofessional, Dan. Um, it's, that sounds way less butch when it's not in the engine and it's just by your feet. Just okay. going to let you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I changed my own battery. I've done that. Okay. Several times. I, I might be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or right, how about, um, do you own jumper cables? No, you yes. don't even own a car. Whoa, well, I, <laughs> do I still have my, I, when, um, when I was growing up and, I, and did have a car, my dad made me this like kit to mm -hmm. keep in my car, including jumper cables. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yep. But um, like hanging out with my dad and, and whatnot, like I can I can describe all of the pieces of a basic combustion engine and what they do and why. And hmm. um, I'm pretty good at identifying an issue. Like, wow, if it won't start, like, is it the battery? Does it try to engage? Can you hear the starter click? Can like you know? Hmm. You also drive a manual. I also drive a manual. Which that's pretty impressive. No one can do that nowadays. Yeah, I call it my millennial theft protection device. <laughs> like if my vehicle gets stolen, I can be sure that they're over they're, 35. Yep. Right. <laughs> Officer, it was stolen by a boomer. Yeah. How did you? Well. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I always, th that part, like the how to be a sort of amateur mechanic side I always I got a great deal of satisfaction out of like hanging out with my dad and doing stuff and mm. handing him tools and having him teach me things. That was yeah. that was that, I I really appreciated that. It's this other side, this like identification mm -hmm. part that I not only didn't get, but I wanted to. Mm. Like I wanted to care about those things. I wanted to be able to participate in those conversations and just couldn't and always felt really bad about it. Like I was missing out on mm. some fundamental part of manhood. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think there, like there's, especially when you have brothers, like when you see how your straight brothers are acting and bonding over things. Uh, sports is a big sports, one. Sports, God. My, my dad taught my taught coached my dick. <laughs> I don't even use it. My dad taught soccer. <laughs> no, <laughs> my dad coached my brother's soccer team like all the way through. Like my brother played through high school. I mean, so not in high school, but like up till high school, my dad taught their team. Um, and so that was like sports was a, like a bonding thing between them. And I was like, not, I, you know, had to go to all the games and then I would just do like, my mom has a picture of me. Like I took all the straw, like little pine needle things and formed them into a circle and then put the soccer ball in the middle and sat on it. Like I was sitting Aww. on an egg in a nest. <laughs> like these are the things that I did cause I didn't care. Like, yeah. but you, yeah, but then you feel like you're missing out on that. Like why aren't I like my brother or I can't bond with my dad over this thing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Feel feel like I'm missing out. So that yeah. being said, do you have a favorite car? Um, okay, recently actually, I've been uh when I see a car that I really like and then I check it out, it's a Tesla. Like I like their look, like especially the SUVs. So you're going for the cheapest option. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that a gay thing to like want the fanciest whatever and like the sleekest design and Yeah. Um and to have those fancy parking spots. It's like where you can like electric car. That's why owning a Mac is so gay. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, 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 like right now I'm really on the um uh the Tesla SUV. I just think it looks cool. Cool. And they're uh, 100% electric, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> now you're you're asking more questions. They're not a hybrid, they're the electric, I think. Okay. I think that's the point. I believe you. I think that's the point too. Yeah. Can you tow something with an electric SUV? I suppose you could. They don't need towing. They work all of the time. <laughs> they don't break. <laughs> Can you tow something else? Oh, oh. <laughs> like, is your is it strong enough? Yeah. Probably. It's, it's amazing what we're doing with, like, batteries Our and podcast. electricity. Oh. And, and, and everything. Yeah. What's your favorite car? Well, a Jeep. And that's, that's oh, why that's I, right. That's, that's why I own one. But the thing is, I don't really care. It's getting better. My perceptions over time are changing. But at, when I bought that Jeep, it was 2008, and I got an 05. And the reason I got an 05 is because it was the last classic-looking Jeep. Because, like, 06, they started trying to make them look like Hummers. Mm. They got, like, boxier and, like... Uh, not boxier. Um, the body got boxier and like like more like a brick, like a Hummer. And then they rounded off a bunch of the, um, like especially on the interior, um, tricked it out and, and added all these like rubberized hmm. accessories to the door handles. And I, I But I especially didn't like what they did to the grill because the front of a Jeep is so iconic. They're like two round things with the vertical slats between them. That's, that's the Jeep look. And I felt like they really... We're fucking it up with the newer Jeeps. So, um, so you do kind of have an opinion about cars and how they look. Sure. Yeah. I could definitely, I can tell you when a Jeep is made before 2006. Wow. I mean, that's impressive. Because I care about it. Good um, for you. And maybe that's what it comes down to because I care about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's trying to make myself care about these other things. That Well, that's what like fixing a car is different because like. There's practicality. There, there. Yeah. There's a practical, <laughs> but like looking at cars, like. I think for you, you you are like a very practical person. Want to be able to like, well, I don't if I don't care about that car or own that car, what's the need to be interested in it? Like, yeah, yep, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I I am wondering what I will do next. Mm. Like it's that car is fifteen years old because it's an 05 is made in 04. Mm. and it's got almost a hundred thousand miles on it, which is actually really really low mileage for a car that's that old. Mm. But um, that's like it's like eighty seven in car years, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's very old. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna die eventually. Oh. And like, what do I? What? What am I gonna do then? Right. You should put it in a home <laughs> where someone can watch over it Just more gonna... often than you can. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Or sell it for scrap. <laughs> it's what it... we did to grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I don't know. I'm, yeah. I am liking the newer Jeeps. Um. And and who knows? By the time this one dies. I, Jeeps also notoriously go forever. Mm. Like I might have another hundred thousand miles to go, which at this rate means I'll be driving it in twenty fifty something. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, Are you just going to hold on to this until it dies? Like until like the end, very end of. I not only do I love my Jeep, 
I also love not having a car payment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And so the fact that it's been paid off for many years now, like, yeah. I I can't imagine like caring about a car enough to want to go get a loan to buy it. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm. While I didn't learn about a lot about cars, like fixing cars and whatever, from my dad, like be, even though he tried and I fought him, mm-hmm. I did learn a lot about. I mean, but just general finance but like especially when it comes to cars and like i know kids learn about money through um you know observation of what their parents do in my family like you use a car i remember my dad we had this station wagon which luckily when it got to be like we were old enough to drive and you know we would get the hand-me-down my mom was like you can't give them the station wagon. give them the other the pontiac bonneville wait why not because she was like this looks this is such a terrible like horrible car for a kid like she was like you can't put them through having a station wagon <laughs> oh wow i so we had a, a a chevy astro van oh boy and i fucking loved that thing how many people I, did you rape in it <laughs> well r- r- rape zero okay. but i could fit like nine of my friends in it oh, and we would go to the movies or we would drive around the parking lot <laughs> that actually happened once we took the seat. go to mcdonald's like yeah. that's a thing we always did yeah 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 um i i accidentally um on purpose, um, like launched it into the air on a gravel road. Oh, <laughs> that sounds fun. That was fun. What is it? What TV show is that? The Dukes of Hazard or yeah, something? Yeah. <laughs> In an Astro right. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. But when, when you said station wagon, I thought my first thought was like, oh, that would be great to put a fuck ton of people in. Oh, and go do something yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not where no, you were headed. No, with that. no, it was just too. Imp- Pontiac um, Bonneville. Pontiac Bonneville. That's my first car. Okay. So you have trying to hack into my stuff and need a security question that's the answer (laughs) oh no um but like i remember my dad when he finally took the station wagon into like okay this car is done he said um he was on the highway on the right hand side of the highway and it was just shaking and the wheel was stuck and he like basically took it into the dealership on fumes so like we Use things and use them until they are done. Wow, this sounds like a hot porn. Okay, um, but like, <laughs> but I learned a lot about finance through that. Of like, people so often are like, "Oh, did you know I could keep doing my lease for just another five dollars a month, and it's it's the same price, but then I get a new one." And it's like, "Well, yeah, but now your term extends another like however many years, and like, it's just like use your cars until they're done, especially if if you have the money, do whatever the fuck you want." But like, right, right, right. that is such a like way that Americans and consumers values like there's also a reason that in 08 I bought an 05 don't buy brand oh, yeah, new yeah. Buy, no. buy new ish but don't buy brand new yeah you're just paying a premium for no good reason yeah the second you drive off the uh the lot like it goes down in value by like half or something like it resale value of cars is so terrible like buy a used one you're saving yeah half your money there so my whole segment's over. Like, <laughs> Did I just, we talk I, about your segment? I just wanted to talk about like like the relationship to yeah. masculinity and and car stuff and feeling sort of left out of it. Yeah. Did we talk about that at all? Yeah. On and off. On and off. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Getz. Getz. The Hyundai Getz. Like spelled like your last name. Yep. Spelled yep. the same. Yep. It's a Hyundai. It's a Hyundai Getz. <laughs> yes. There is a car. Did you, uh, sounding like you didn't know this. A Hyundai Getz. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that exists. Um, it was marketed worldwide, but not in the US, Canada, or China. So th- that's why we don't 
see it. But like I went to Europe and I saw Getz. Like people had took taken pictures before and been like, "There's this Getz. Um, it's a super mini car. Super mini. Super mini. So it's very mini, or it's mini, but it's super. Oh." I'd like to think that size doesn't matter and it is just a super car. It just happens to be. Okay. So I'm going to tell you some things about it. Okay. Um, they have a three door and five door hatchback body style options. Okay. I never liked calling a car a three door. Okay. I didn't know what that meant before because I was like, that's stupid. Then why, like, why don't you have four? Why not two or four? Why would you have, do you know what three door actually means? It's that hatchback. Yeah. The back thing, they're calling that the third door, which I like, that's stupid. And five door, it's like, no, it has four doors. It's just, there's a back hatch. There's a hatchback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, (laughs) so a three door would probably fit. The gets can fit four, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe five if you all squeeze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I learned about horsepower. It has sixty-two to one hundred ten horsepower. Wait, which, how many? Can, how many can fit in the back of a gets? <laughs> you know, if you lay down the on a five door, if you lay down the back, I bet you could get either seven regular people or fifteen clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um. And I didn't, I don't know anything about horsepower, so I had to look this up. Apparently, the average car has about 120 horsepower. Mm-hmm. SUVs might have up to 200. So if you, like, are trying to, like, figure out what horsepower is or what the range. Um, and so this is 62 to 110 horsepower. So I love horsepower. Decent. I love that horsepower is derived from the horse. power of an actual horse. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Some dude was like, a horse can do about this much. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, really is. Yeah. Um. And then I didn't, I saw this, but tried to look up like what it meant, but then it got, I didn't care, but it was like the stroke of the cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it was funny. Is it two stroke? Four stroke? I don't know. I didn't write it down. It has like something in millimeters, which I didn't. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't okay. Know what. Cause the, there are like, like these diagrams on Wikipedia that showed rotating shit and combustion uh, engines. There's, there's most like modern cars with larger engines in them are four stroke engines. But then there are a lot of tiny, tiny cars like golf carts or lawnmowers mm-hmm. that are a two-stroke engine. Hmm. Does that mean cylinders? Two, would two-stroke have two cylinders? Not the same. Okay. No. Uh, let's see. In a in a four-stroke cycle, a cylinder goes through. Uh, let's see. Ingestion, compression, power, and then exhaust. And so the same cylinder, the same tube, takes in gas and air. That's ingestion, and then it compresses it the piston comes back up and compresses it all then it lights it on fire and it's under power and then it exhaust the cylinder pushes the exhaust out the top so that's the four strokes of a four stroke engine. i'm trying to like okay working backwards exhaust okay i just got fucked and i'm tired <laughs> the one before that power that's coming like you're like <laughs> like you like fucked so hard that you come that's power what's the one before that i'm going backwards compression compression mm-hmm. i don't know what that means it, so the 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 air, the air and gas mixture is in the cylinder. Oh, you're and compressing it's compressing the, it before it gets ignited. You're compressing the air in my anus, which is why sometimes you <laughs> fart when you're getting fucked. Compressing the air. What's the first yeah. one then? The, ingestion. Oh, ingestion. You, okay, taking you, a dick. Got it. You you take a dick. They compress the air within your butthole. Then power. They come and then exhaustion. I'm tired and please leave, sir. I got it. I figured it out. Is but, that a g- good mnemonic? That wasn't really a mnemonic, but uh, I, I'm here for it. Okay. I, su- I support this. Okay. 
Um, well, thanks for teaching us about that. Okay, here's some of the reviews of Gets. Okay, great. Good, <laughs> solid. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Is this going to be the worst episode ever? Like in terms of numbers, like are people are, are, are people going to go? I don't want to listen to those faggots talk about cars and just skip maybe, this episode. Maybe, although we got complaints about things we don't when we talk about things we don't care about in the past, and we didn't actually talk about the topic because we didn't want to. But this, we're actually talking about cars, yeah. so you can't say we didn't actually talk about cars. Mm-hmm. Um, the guts is good, solid, and reliable with no major flaws that should cause any concern. Um, it's a really good. Really good to buy used. <laughs> uh, it has received compliments for an appealing exterior and comfortable interiors. Yeah, sure. It's so cozy. Sure. Yeah. What is, what is your blue book value? It's Kyle? warm in here. <laughs> it's very, apparently, it's, I think it's pretty low, actually. Um, unfortunately, in Australia, the 20, 2006 used card safety ratings said that it was had significantly worse than average protection for its occupants in the event of a crash. <laughs> that seems that seems yeah, right on. All of this is right on. Uh, it got a one out of five stars for the performance in preventing serious injury yeah. to others. Yeah, this is this is why there shouldn't be stars on Grindr. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Oh my god, can you imagine what the and the harm to others though is average. Oh, just causes gets causes average harm to others. So <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, that's the Hyundai gets Hyundai gets. Mm-hmm. It's no longer in production. Oh, no. <laughs> do you want, still- do you want to kind of, do you kind of want to buy one just on principle? Mm, no. Oh my God. Gets and gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's worth the joke. Um, okay. Maybe, I don't know. Can I, can we get popular enough that a listener buys me a car? Is that something I can aspire to? I don't. I mean, it, it, I've heard of sex workers getting gifts like that before. So, and I'm. I can sex work. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Sex oh my God. is work. Sex oh my is God. work. That's Jeez. true. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about all of the different cars that I have owned, and oh, some okay. of them had nicknames. Oh, cute. Like, yeah. The that like. People name their cars, right? Yes. That's the thing that happens. I name my electronics. <laughs> I accidentally wrapped the string cheese. I was eating it around my microphone cable. It's fine. He's going to eat it right off your microphone. I mean. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I name electronics. I don't think I've named my cars. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I think my Bonneville was called Bonnie. Well, it's not very original. But... Oh, wow. That's, yeah. That's like bargain basement <laughs> effort. Okay. what's What are your amazing so names? So the, um, the, the very... So we had a Chevy Corsica. I think it was an 89. I don't know what that is. It's just a passenger car, a sedan. And it had... Aren't all cars passenger cars? I suppose so. <laughs> I don't know. What's... what's... <laughs> this is so weird. I don't know. <laughs> like yes, every I, car yes. can carry passengers. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, as opposed to a cargo van, maybe? A passenger van versus a cargo Motorcycle? van? Motorcycle? Motorcycles, that's also passengers. Or passenger. Sit in the back? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, what? But, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, that, that whole, there was a, the paint was shitty. <laughs> and it started like melting off of cars. A lot of a lot of Chevy Corsicas from that era had this same problem. So we, and that started happening to ours. So we called it Spot. Oh. So I drove Spot for a while. And then... I got the first car that I bought, and I had help from my folks, but I, that I like paid money for mm-hmm. was a 1981 
Honda Accord hatchback, baby blue, <laughs> and we called it Flash. And I don't why. Re- um, oh. because my gay ass drama friends and, and I, <laughs> uh, we took a road trip for spring break one year down the, I think the Oregon coast, it was named flash before that. This is, I'm very confused on or about my freshman year of college. Anyway, for spring break, we drove down the Oregon coast and we listened to queen nonstop and queen has that flash song, flash Gordon. Oh yeah. yeah. Flash. Ah, uh, king of the impossible. And so that was that was flash. This this segment's not interesting. <laughs> well, what I was curious about yeah. is buying a car feels very much like a call your dad to help you. Oh like, yeah, I yeah, if time. I was going to buy a car, I and again like that's the stereotype. Yes, women can know things about cars. Yeah, don't don't at me. Um, yeah. But like, if I were gonna go buy a car, I would call my dad. Like, I would want him on the lot with me because I would be like, I will pay this much money, and they're like, No, it costs this much. I'd be like, Okay, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I like I'm so I don't want to do that stuff. But that feels like a very dad activity. Yep, my dad loves nothing more than negotiating <laughs> with dealerships. Well, actually, it's like his favorite thing in the entire world. I didn't mention. Um, and what is it? Why? I guess dad, I don't know. It's just like interesting that's such a dad thing. I mean, I guess like that's the whole thing about masculinity in men cars and like, yeah, get it. Like you get like some kind of pride from how much you bargain, like how much you negotiate them down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, why do we do that? Oh, like it's cars and houses stupid. is this weird, like set a price and then could be but less no. than that. Okay, actually, but, I worked in the automotive industry for five years, which I haven't mentioned because it didn't seem too relevant to this conversation because <laughs> I didn't learn much from it. But um, one thing I learned is with the advent of third-party sites and the internet, like people can comparison shop and figure out what is the price of a car and they can use that really heavily in negotiating. So actually, it's like a little less pressure now because you can go find like, let me find all the dealerships, figure out the price that each of them offer it. And I can go into any dealership and be like, I have three dealerships around me that say that this is the price. So I can buy it for that price. So are you going to sell it to me for that or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they don't make money on new cars. They make money mostly on used cars because it's might be a little bit harder to find that car. They, um, you know, there's, there's less comparison that you can do. And so like the, honestly like the internet has kind of destroyed part of their industry of like negotiating is a little bit you kind of have the upper hand as the consumer with the information it's weird i mean i I haven't bought a car in 10 years so (laughs) i've never bought a car and it like one of the i don't want a car but if i did like that the idea of going onto a lot actually this is like like a a gay thing like that idea terrifies me Mm. like that is like gives me so much anxiety thinking about going on to a lot and having to talk to a dude who knows about cars and like be like no i want to pay this Mm -hmm. and he'll Mm -hmm. be like but it has four engines and i'll be like i don't care four engines i don't know it's the new (laughs) one it's the latest model up from the last year's model had three and now it has four just reminds me of jack donaghy doing microwaves and like like adding like (laughs) all (laughs) wait what the fourth wave like the fourth heat or the one that had four doors on it for Um, no like no good reason (laughs) um yeah but like that talk about a place that i like i probably fit the stereotype of like 
being gay and terrified of a location, it is on the lot of a car dealership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is my worst nightmare. I like I think in hell I will be running through rows and rows of cars on a dealership and never get out of it. It'll just go on for infinity. I think my personal hell would be selling cars. Oh like, yeah. Like I don't I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> but I like saying to people, hey, you, you look like you're smart. You know, that's like the opening line for everything. So that's fun. Hey, you, you look like a smart person. You like saying that? Yeah. Have you ever actually said that to a person out loud and with your mouth? I'm sorry. Are you taking my joke <laughs> and trying to make it a serious? Because that's not funny. <laughs> so fine, Mike. No, I've never said that. Let's let's do this. I don't know. That doesn't. That, I was lying. All of this has been a lie. Yes, and? Yes, and. No, but. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have anything else? No. I was going to do a segment that's not really that funny about oh, great. Th- the band, The Cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a segment that was not that funny about the Hyundai Gets. So <laughs> 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 why, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So should we take a break? Let's take should a break. Go through the drive-thru? Let's, let's uh, get a car clean. Wait, what's that called? Car wash? Car wash. <laughs> let's take a break. Looking at the car wash. Oh, yeah. Break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> uh, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We are going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. And instead of all of our social, I'm going to tell you, join our tell Discord, um, which was started by Brandon Pettigrew. Yeah, who, who apparently comes really every time he says his name. When he's, um, and also someone sent me a message that was like, how do I join? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm on it. Like, you go to Discord and then you, like... I don't remember. There's I joined via a link that was There's sent. a link somewhere. Search the Facebook group for a link that Brandon posted. Sure. Probably. Or I don't know. Dan will find it and repost. Okay, it. Dan will find it and go find Dan's post on the Facebook group, Dan. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you can talk into a mic when it's not on, but it doesn't yeah, work. Sure. Okay, great. Okay, great. Uh yeah, I'll try and figure out how to do that. Okay. Yeah. So you'll find go into the Facebook group to see how to join it. I don't really remember because I don't know anything about Discord. But Mike, uh, Kyle, and I, I did this last time. Mike, yeah. Dan, and I are all in the Discord and chatting every now and then. It's really cool. So yep. join it there. Yep, it's fun. Our, um, nope, our hotline. <laughs> you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. And our website? Nope, our email. <laughs> we really wanted to We're doing so build good. up the website. <laughs> 131 episodes. <laughs> and we've... We can't no, this do is, this part. Oh, this is one thing. Um, our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Great. Also, we are still at a 4.5 rating on iTunes. What does that mean? Uh, it means we're not perfect. Yeah, but are there like, is, are there a bunch of haters? Is that what Yeah, I mean, one comment was just one star and the comment was gay. Yeah, great. Which sure. like, that's fair. That's fair. That it was sure. gay. But anyway. the point is there are haters out there who are just being mm. homophobic. Hom- homophobic? Homophobic. Hom- hom- Homophones. Hom- <laughs> homophobic dick faces so please do us a favor and leave a good review assuming that's what you want to do and balance those fuckers out yeah yeah if you want to um great uh so pride48.com is having their live expo we will be in new orleans Mm -hmm. on sunday well we'll we'll be in new orleans for a long time but but full uh, weekend but our spot our slot is sunday august the 18th at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m. Eastern. If you want to listen to us, uh, you can go to pride48.com and check out the live stream. 
Or if you happen to be in the New Orleans area and would like to attend, there are still tickets available. We will be at the Holiday Inn Superdome. So super. Great. And get dome. Isn't that a sexual thing? What does that mean? To get Get dome? dome? I feel like Nicki Minaj has said it. I mean... Oh, no. That's what uh, Jay-Z... That's... No homo. (laughs) That's what I call getting dome. I sell out arenas. I call that getting dome. Okay. I got there. Okay. That's what I mean. It I, I guess the, the head of a dick is kind of domish. Yeah. Like, Dome, like, domish. Like, That's our next podcast. Domish. Like, domish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, join us there. We'll, I'm really excited about our topic. It's going to be great. It's going to be funny. It's going to be, we're going to throw a mic for a loop. It's just going to be real fun. Yep. Great. Uh, gays and straightest. Mr. Gays and straightest. So the gayest thing about me this week is NPR has this channel on YouTube dedicated to their tiny desk concerts and they've been around this is a a thing that they've been doing since like forever like since the 70s it's a subset of all songs considered which is itself a subset of all things considered on npr anyway pretty much anybody who's anybody has done that show and they just do two or three songs live like literally at someone's desk at the (laughs) npr headquarters Lizzo's came. I thought it was a library because there were so many books around. Yeah, I didn't know. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) that's NPR. Yeah, I mean, it might as well be a library, but got it. Yep. Um, but Lizzo did a Tiny Desk Mm. concert last week, and I've been watching it obsessively Mm -hmm. and showing all my gays Mm -hmm. like, hey, let's watch this thing. So I, I just I showed it to. Oh, she's I, I believe in God. (laughs) After watching that, like. I really liked her before and I heavily judge people based on how they perform live and she like she kills it. She She melts that. Incredible. Like you may not I mean, I feel like this is part of the pop star dilemma of like there's some songs where she she's not I mean, she's not rapping, but she's like more voice like she's not singing. And she does that in live, but then she goes on to sing. And like, you can tell, it's like one of those things where she like, she seems kind of winded sometimes, but she can still sing beautifully and flawlessly. It's just, I was, I was like sitting there drunk in this apartment. Like everything is different now. Yep. Love is real. (laughs) And then at the end, she is just so inspiring like everybody's clapping for her and and she she's she says if you love me you can love yourself Uh and that's just such a great message and then it says it's quote rupaul and then around it bigger quotes that says lizzo (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) um the straightest thing about me this week so i am in the process of consulting with an architect slash designer to finally kick off some renovations to this condo because it's been a while sorry you said gayest thing. Right? No, 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 no. My okay. the straightest thing. Uh, so just hold, well, hold, hold, please. Okay. Meeting with him and having him ask my like color preferences and what <laughs> textures I like, and me just having this blank stare of like, I give a fuck. I don't know. I don't know what you're asking. I don't know how to care. Just I don't, I don't know how to care. <laughs> I've, I've hired you to do this for me. Please stop asking questions. I mean, that's not true, but but like I do, I do definitely like. He very earnestly asks questions that I I don't I don't know how to have an opinion. My oh my god, I love this. I don't know how to care is my <laughs> new favorite line. That's just I want to say that to everyone when they ask me about like at work where they're like, "What is this thing gonna do for that thing?" And I'm just gonna be like, "I don't know how to care." <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, go for it. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my gayest is uh this morning i woke up 
and had some cheesecake for breakfast. And I felt very Golden Girls. Oh, I thought you were lying about that. No, you- no, no. Last night, I so I um, we went out last night and the night before. And um, when I got home, both nights ordered a bunch of pizza. And both nights ordered cheesecake along with it. Mm-hmm. And both nights got so drunk or like it was like late enough that I was like, I I'm not going to eat all this food that I ordered. So I put the cheesecake in the fridge and then I woke up in the morning and then I had cheesecake for breakfast. That sounds delicious. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, it was, it was great. Cheesecake's the best. Um, And the straightest thing, which I, this is one of those straightest things where as it, at this point with our friends, as these things happen, they're like, that's your straightest thing. Like everyone's like, there it is. Like they, so I was informed as it was happening um, that my Monty Python reference yeah. <laughs> was my straightest thing. I, I forget why, but it was something like. Uh, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, so it was already pretty straight. Pretty straight. But and then, something came up and then I said, I'm not dead yet. And yeah. everyone, and then like someone because uh, you guys were you guys were wailing on that yanti malison character and he was getting eaten alive by oh by, yeah yeah by babies and like, yeah he and, fell into a pit of babies that consumed him and we thought that meant he was dead but he was not dead he, he was i mean i'm sure still very sexy but <laughs> yantis are sexy except for the snake head but then again even that i wonder how much they can swallow anyway so he's climbing out of the pit and like so i made the joke of like i'm not dead yet and then Someone thought it was a different part of the movie. And I was like, no, no, no. It's the part where they're putting all the bodies in the thing. And then he's like, I'm not dead yet. And then he hits him over the head and yeah. bring out your bring dead. Out your dead. Anyway, uh, I Monty Python. I remember growing up. I loved that movie. Yeah. I watched it so many times. I remember and as a teenager a straight... feeling like I was really cool for like, it's non-American. It's, and yeah, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I wish I liked BBC or any British TV shows, but I don't. Sorry, British people. Come keep watching. Keep listening. Or if you don't like us, listen a gay or non-gay gay and a non-gay because they're british and cool but listen to us too so that's, that's it, it. <laughs> a special thank you to the inventor of the gets yeah not your parents not but, my parents like, well they, they invented me but <laughs> but i know what you mean Hyundai, i guess yeah. Thanks, Hyundai. 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 uh thank you to all the gay mechanics because we you, you do exist for sure yep and and Thank you to Mario Lopez? No. No, for being sexy. I mean, we can thank him for be doing that shirtless like or shower scene in Nip Tuck, but not thank you for his words. He's better when he doesn't talk. Boy, just Boy. like strippers. Boy, how um. <laughs> Thank you to everyone at Pride 48. We're very excited to be in New Orleans soon, and we're excited to see everyone and be a part of the conference. Nola, we're going to be in you. Mm-hmm. Be ready. <laughs> Nola sounds like YOLO, but like... It stands for something else. It's like, it's it's yellow for people with dyslexia. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's it. It's been gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week in New Orleans. Drive there in your car. You're ruining a beautiful song. <laughs> <laughs>